This is an Urbanarium City Talk. And this is Should I Stay or Should I Go? A show about Metro Vancouver's housing crisis. I'm Jenny Tan, just a regular person trying to make it in Metro Vancouver. On the podcast, I work out if I should stay living in my camping trailer or go somewhere else where I can afford to live. We acknowledge that Metro Vancouver is the unsurrendered traditional territory of many First Nations, including 10 local nations. The modern housing crisis has its roots in the colonization of Metro Vancouver and continues to displace Indigenous peoples. This is the very last episode of the season, where Bruce and I process everything our guests have told us so far. Also, this is the moment you've been waiting for. Do I stay in my trailer or do I go? Let's find out. So Jenny, we have switched seats for this part of the conversation. I'm kind of nervous about this. Well, I hope you should be a little bit nervous. I plan to ask you some tricky questions. <laughs> Where are my croissants? <laughs> <laughs> no croissants yet. Okay, <laughs> fine. Well, no, we'll, we'll feed you croissants as long as you answer the questions, questions appropriately. But you are a different person. I then we so. started these conversations. So. And I know that housing for you is not just, it's not an academic issue. It's a real personal issue at the st- stage of your life, the place that you're in, you're, you're making some big choices. What have you learned? Yeah, such a big question. So early in our conversation. Housing is surreal. It really hits people emotionally. I think when I first started this podcast series, you know, when I first emailed you and Amy and said, hey, do you guys want to do this? I sort of thought about it from this very financial perspective, right? Hey, I'm paying 200 bucks in rent a month. You know, all my other friends are paying 1500 to 2000 You know, these are my options. If I buy, it'll cost me this much. If I rent elsewhere, it'll cost me this much. And now I think it's a lot more colored emotionally because the big thing that happened right about the time we recorded Andy's episode is I got an eviction notice for my trailer and that's been really hard and I I think so we started off this series and we came up with the name should I stay or should I go and very specifically at that point when we came up with that name I thought the question was should I stay or should I go from the trailer and I think that question has been answered. Not because I want to go, but because I got an eviction notice. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to just take this moment to say an ode to my trailer. Let's see if I can come up a haiku on the spot. Was it five, seven, five syllables? Oh, I don't know that, but I'm going to trust your judgment on this one. I love my trailer. It has been moldy, but great. <laughs> now I'm evicted. <laughs> <laughs> that is an amazing the, the 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 housing trailer haiku. Okay, well we'll uh, we'll do that. So we know that you have to leave your current place. Yep. But you also have other attachments in other places and other parts of this region. How are you feeling about that? And how have these conversations changed you? around your your sadness around your trailer? How have they changed you around your attachment to the larger place that you live in? There's that passenger song, right? Don't know your lover till he's gone. It's kind of that thing with the trailer. I don't know how precious it is till it's gone. Oh, I need a moment. 
I think it's pretty clear to have a real attachment to my trailer.、Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been there for four years. Even though ever since the pandemic hit, I haven't been there very much because I decided there's nothing going on in the city. I'll just hang on my family in Maple Ridge. So realistically speaking, I've probably been there for the better part of t- for two years and a bit. I definitely have options, and I'm I'm very happy I do because. You know how cold it was over this winter, and once when I came back to my trailer after、uh, the last great freeze, I came back to water all over the driveway and pouring onto the sidewalk, and I realized it was because my hot water tank had cracked a hole, and so water was pouring out of my hot water tank. So it's almost like the universe is saying, "Okay, now." You can let go. You need to let go, and I'll give you some extra reasons to let go. So I think you know, should I stay or should I go from the trailer? I think that decision has been made. I'll also say that I started poking around for alternative parking spots. That's not really, really not that many, but the the one golden opportunity I found was the chance to park my trailer in someone's backyard in North Vancouver for the the very low sum of a thousand dollars a month. And so. Should I stay and go f- or go from the trailer? With that decisions made, I guess the next layer past that is: Should I stay or should I go from the city of Vancouver proper? Can I stop you just for a second? Yeah, because I want to say that I actually appreciate your vulnerability in this, and I, I want to step back to one of the reasons that I'm really pleased to work with you on this podcast, which is that in my experience, so many people who are talking about issues of housing. But many other issues come from a place of privilege and comfort and ease. Not all, and and what I think that you're bringing to this conversation that I have a huge respect for is you're actually bringing some personal vulnerability and a real sensitivity about it. And one of the reasons I care about that as well is that I know you as someone who cares about the city and wants to contribute to the city and isn't just driven by finances. And it's not that being driven by finances is a bad or evil thing. I don't ever say that.、Um, And so, one of the ways I think about this is you're exactly the kind of person that I, exactly the kind of person that gives me a reason to care about housing issues because I want a city with more people like you in it, right? And so, this is really important because I think that that I think actually most people want a city with more Jenny Tans in it. But、yes. not everybody thinks about it from that perspective, right? As they, they think about it from their that if the city changes, it'll be negative. But I want a city with more of you in it. I just want to say that. I don't know if you're going to get that because thank you for that. That was very nice.、Um, I need another moment. You know, I don't think I realize it'd be this big of a deal. Because you know, I'm not like Tony. I didn't. I wasn't born here. I've had to move a lot, around a lot in during our time in Canada because of housing prices. We've had to, you know, move places and just sort of go east and chase the lower housing prices. But I spent a lot of my time in Vancouver in high school, my university years, my sort of like post university adult years. So it's certainly you know I can name parts of the city where you know the Dulce is good and the Dulce is less good. Um. So it it is harder than I thought it would be, and I think so. Now for the short term, um, now that I've been evicted from the trailer, my last day is the last day of February, and then I'm going to、uh, move back in with my parents. I think I'm going to be actually quite happy about that in many ways. You know, I I'm very very lucky. So should I stay or should I go from Metro Vancouver? Not for a while more, because realistically, my family's here, my job is here, my life is here. This is home, right? Whether it's the city of Vancouver or Burnaby or Coquitlam or Langley, whatever, these are all arbitrary city boundaries. These are lines that someone drew in a map. 
The other thing I thought about in terms of should I stay or should I go is this extra layer that came to me, which is should I stay or should I go from this lifestyle that Tony was describing, which is being able to walk around your neighborhood, not have to drive. You know, you know, I, I really appreciate Maple Ridge. You know, I love it for lots of reasons. And we know that it's not a very walkable city. Maple Ridge, you know, boasts dikes and like beautiful blueberry fields, but it's not a walkable city. And I'm going to have to... We'll spend a lot more time in a car, which is what Sonia talked about. We know that people spend more time in a car because they live in the suburbs. Like we, it does tend to lead to more chronic health problems, right? You're like in a car for an hour to get out to Maple Ridge or back to Vancouver to, to, to you know, wherever you got to go. I'm just kind of resigning myself to that for now, or just not resigning, that's not the right word, but sort of accepting that it is what it is for now. So it is... Like, should I stay or should I go from this lifestyle, sort of independent, walkable lifestyle? What I think of the North American urban norm. And moving back instead, not back, but moving instead to this idea of multi-generational living in the suburbs. Like, it does make me think a lot about what Sonia said. What is our vision of success? What is our vision of happiness? I didn't choose to receive an eviction notice from my trailer, but I'm making the choice to move back in with my parents. I can afford an apartment or renting an apartment in the city at this point. I'd have very little savings, but I could afford it. But I'm making the choice not to. So, I mean, ultimately, I think what gives me a lot of peace is the sense that I am an active agent making the choice that is best for myself. I think this is a really important thing. The idea of, of providing a diversity of choices is so important because ultimately one of the reasons I live in a city is I think a city is is a place that by its very modeling of a whole range of different types of ways of living and different types of ways of becoming fully human that you you have opportunities and flexibilities. Unfortunately with housing we haven't given people as many opportunities and flexibilities to do that. And I think that's a really important important role because my perspective is that that I want people to live the best lives they can possibly live by their own definition. And that's not up to me to choose, that's up to you to choose. And I think now housing is sort of reduced to this, reduced or expanded, or at least its definition changed to one of as an investment, right? It's an investment. You know, Heather talked about how with our North American financial system, it is whether you like it or not, for many people, ensuring that you have financial security in your senior years is through having a real estate asset, which would then appreciate throughout the length of your working life and serve you well when you retire. You know, and Sonia talked about this, that in Japan, right? Like, oh, your home is like a dishwasher. You buy your dishwasher because you need to wash the dishes, but you don't expect your dishwasher to appreciate value and be what protects you in your retirement age. And unfortunately, that, that is not the choice we've made in North America. So like it or not, this is the system we're living in. And we can look to change the system, but this is what it is right now. So I think, you know, in terms of medium term plans, Heather sort of really put that bug in my ear. Should I be looking to buy property now? You know, should I like shake all the pennies out of the pet, pet, piggy bank and try and like buy something somewhere in the burbs? Um, like in Maple Ridge, maybe? You know, like that really made me think. And... I think the other thing I want to touch on is sort of this long-term plan, you know. I think for the next, you know, five to ten years, we'd be in Metro Vancouver, probably Maple Ridge. And then, you know, if my parents can put up with me for that long, we'll see. Then the question is, like, what is the long-term plan? I think plan is too much of a word, but what are the long-term options? And given this situation, right, it's, I don't think it's 
off of the table to say, maybe in the long term, maybe I should move to, you know, fill in the blank, right? Like, is it Saskatchewan? Is it Chicago? You know, like fill in the blank. And I don't want to. It's not like I, I can choose to just pull my entire friend network out of where we are right now and then plunk it in wherever I want to. But I think that, um, like Tony said, I think we are, we are forcing people to make decisions they don't want to make. And I, if I can speak personally again, I believe that if we force you to make the decision to leave, then um, we, and that includes you and me and everybody else that we've dealt with in this podcast, have actually failed as a city. Yeah, well... I think that, I mean, that also makes me think about, I mean, not to sort of lump it all on the politicians, but something that a lot of our guests said on the show, you know, is when we asked them, like, what can an average person do about the housing crisis? A lot of them said, go and vote. You know, Tony said, be an engaged, you know, be a Socrates, be Socrates and be an engaged critical thinker, you know, and many of them said, vote, 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 vote for people who like will think critically whether about whether it's about money laundering or real estate prices or our financial structure or how we incentivize developers. I mean, I really sit on that and I think about, I don't have personal experience living on the street, but I know that in Maple Ridge, right, we have lots of folks who are out on the street. You know, I think we think of the housing situation as affecting middle-income folks. You know, the nice middle-income folks who have a job with maybe kids or whatever, like dress nicely, but really we as society have, you know, made a bunch of wrong turns. Not to put blame on any one of us, but well, maybe on someone who let the money laundering go on. Maybe I'll put a little bit of blame on that person. Okay, let's bring it back to you, Jenny. What's one thing other than where you choose to live? What's one thing you're going to take away from these conversations that will keep you or make you a different person than you were when you started them? You know, I think a lot about hope. When we first started this podcast, Amy and I talked about a bunch. Amy, who is our executive director at Urbanarium, the nonprofit, who we're partnering with to put together this podcast, you know, and Amy and I talked a lot about hope. And so Amy asked me, so after talking to all these people, like, do I have hope? And like, my answer to that question is, well, eh, because um, I look back at all the conversations we've had and it's kind of bleak. I mean, it kind of seems now that housing is in the same bucket as climate change. Things don't look that great. Our prospects don't look great. But if we aren't hopeful, then it's game over. I was hoping to have these conversations and then emerge and be able to tell my friends at dinner that, hey, actually, you know, it's not that bad because this person said this thing and this other person said this other thing, but we're not in that place, please. We're in this place where actually everyone is like, uh, you know, I just... I, I don't have all that much hope, hopeful gems of wisdom to share around it, you know, on Friday night with my peeps. But one thing Sam said is that he believes that we can, we, the collective, we can make the housing market affordable again if we, now this is the government, tries really, really hard. Let's not fool ourselves. We're not going to be at a place again where, you know, housing, houses are $200,000 and that everyone who, you know, works in Vancouver, pays their income taxes here, can really afford to live here and won't be stretched. I don't think we're going to be there. But let's avoid that scenario that Tony described, where regular folks had to travel three, four hours every day and don't get to see their families, don't get to write poetry, don't get to read a book or do whatever you want to do, like play video games. Instead of sending that 
that four valuable hours of your life every day, you know, li- spend that time to live instead of traveling for work. And let's try and avoid that scenario. And I think we can be there. But we've got to work really, really darn hard. And we gotta, we got to keep some hope alive. Unfortunately, I really, really wished I could sort of put more on the table to say to folks, yeah, have hope because of these few gems. Um, I've got a few gems missing from the table, but I think the last thing I can say is just have hope. And that's it, folks. That's the end of season one. Hey, thanks so much for being here as I work out if I should stay or if I should go. We'd love to hear what you thought of the show. And if you want a second season, email us at citytalk at urbanarium.org. That's citytalk at U-R-B-A-N-A-R-I-U-M dot org. I read every email. And thank you so much to our editorial advisor, Urbanarium board member and processing buddy, Bruce Hayden. Our production team is self-hired. Special thanks to Suman Candola. The music was composed by Yu Tae Lee. Will Jackson designed our podcast art. Also, a shout out to my family and boyfriend for all their support. I'm Jenny Chan, and you're listening to Should I Stay or Should I Go? It's been a blast, folks. Take care. Talk soon. <laughs>